Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. All right, well, it was two debates for the price of one. Last night, you had the mayor's debate. That was, of course, between Rick Caruso and Karen Bass. You also had the L.A. County Sheriff's debate, Alex Villanueva. His opponent is Robert Luna, who's a Long Beach police chief. We have some clips to play later on this hour. One of the topics that came up during the mayor's debate last night concerned the burglary of the home of Karen Bass. A weird story. Uh, in which two guns and nothing else was stolen. They did arrest two men in connection with that robbery. The guns were locked up in a safe box in a closet. And how did these two characters know where they were and why was that the only two guns, the only thing stolen? It's very, very uh, mysterious. And Joe Buscaino, councilman from uh, down in the San Pedro area, thought the same way and wrote a letter to the L.A. Police Department Chief Michael Moore, City Attorney Mike Fuhr. Answers. Wants, uh, wants more information. Let's get Joe on. Because uh, Joe was at the debate last night, and you were you were singled out by Karen Bass from the yeah. stage for uh, causing I trouble. Was, you know, John, it was good to see you and Deborah uh, at the conclusion of the debate. But, yeah, she kind of pointed at me, and, you know, I thought I was doing her a favor by, um, you know, asking for – for questions, there are a lot of unanswered questions uh, concerning this case, and it deserves diligent review. Um, left many of us, as you, you both indicated on the show, shaking our heads to why only guns were taken out of Karen Bass's home and no other valuables. Uh, have you heard anything? Is anybody talking behind the scenes? Uh, they've got a theory? Because she, doesn't, no, she obviously think- is uncomfortable with the story and doesn't want to explain anything further. 
Well, okay, let's be clear. Karen Bass was a victim, okay? Her home was broken into, uh, and her peace of mind has been violated. She, um, even a Congress member, uh, is not um, immune to crime in Los Angeles. And I, I, who I've heard from so far is Chief Moore. I spoke to him earlier. Um, he shared with me what uh, he's already shared with the public. Uh, I have not heard from only crickets from City Attorney Mike Fuhrer, um, and I'm hopeful that uh, we get these answers. Now, you know, as you heard, that this is all politics. It's not politics. This is serious. There's there's a member of Congress, a high-profile member of Congress's guns are out in the streets of Los Angeles today. Where in the hell are they? I guess because you are a Caruso supporter, she decided you must have some uh, dark motives for wanting to raise these questions. Uh, again, um, putting in politics and public safety, they just uh, they don't match here. Uh, again, nobody's speaking up at City Hall again. Um, nobody is, is, is advocating for uh, these, these answers. Uh, nothing but silence uh, in that building. And so I had to, um, you know, ask what a lot of Angelinos are asking. What the hell happened? And, and why haven't we gotten those answers? Well, there is Do a we re- even know how these two guys were apprehended? Was there a tip? Do we know anything? No idea on how they were apprehended. We do know that two are in custody. And um, I believe John uh, mentioned earlier, they should be talking. Uh, what happened? And, and also the other thing is, the, what this case has has done is is kind of elevated the importance of of of, of making sure that um, we have uh, an opportunity uh, and ensure that you know these um, you know when we're we're storing guns at homes, it could be a learning moment that folks in this city need to abide by an existing ordinance that was passed by the city council not long ago. How that could they, how could they know the house, that she you have to store them? You got to store them. How could how could they know that? Uh, she had them in a closet in a lockbox. And I guess that lockbox was portable. And you can only know that if you have inside information. You, that had to be a very targeted uh, 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 attack where they went right to the closet, knew where the lockbox was, removed it quickly, and got out of there without any interest in anything else. So somebody else must be involved in directing them. What does that lockbox look like? I can tell you in some of the cases that I've investigated as a police officer, uh, there's uh, home burglaries um, that thankfully the homeowner um, safely secured the lockbox, bolted it to the ground, uh, and the guns were not taken out of a home. In this case, you know, it makes no sense when you have a, a lockbox that it's, that's mobile. And it, 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 there's a reason why you have a lockbox, secure guns, bolted down. So in the event of a burglary, Guns are not taken from a home, but targeted, I believe, possibly could have been targeted. Um, Karen Bass is only a member of Congress and uh, mayoral yeah. candidate. Yeah, I know. It's, it, these things don't happen randomly like this. And the longer there is silence, the more it becomes obvious there is a piece of the story that nobody wants to tell. So what is, what is, that, what is that story? Why don't they want to tell it? There we go. Again, many unanswered questions. And yeah. I, I felt compelled to ask for these answers. Yep. No, she told uh, Alex Michelson they were locked up, they were registered, they were locked in a safe box, they were stashed away in a closet. And she seemed to imply last night during the debate that she did everything by the letter of the law. Do you have questions about that? or? Well, 
Well, and that's something that, you know, we, we have an ordinance for a reason. Um, and this is where I'm asking the city attorney. Again, she's a victim. Okay, we don't want to make matters worse. Uh, but you and I are held to the same, um, you know, um, laws in the city. Um, it's crazy that, I, you know, when, when guns are taken from officers, police officers' homes, they, they get, uh, you know, slammed and benched. Um, but, uh, again, we're, we're all subjected to the same ordinances and laws. And, you know, again, I, I'd like to know what was this lock, how did this lockbox leave this home if it wasn't properly secured per the ordinance. Did there well, I mean, bail- you send a letter? Are you do answers to these questions, or is this just, as a citizen, you're just writing? Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, as an elected official uh, representing the people of Los Angeles, and um, there's a, a, a pundit that said, you know, this is political because it has nothing to do with my district. Uh, look, I, I'm a member of the Los Angeles City Council, and uh, our residents deserve these answers of, of this uh, this targeted case involving a high-profile member of Congress, uh, and this is where we're getting those answers. Uh, is the um, bail situation is the bail situation the same? Because one originally was uh, kept in jail on no bail; the other one had a very high bail, I think, of about six hundred thousand dollars. And in this bail climate, I was surprised of those details. Is, is that still they the must case? Have had an ex- they must have had an extensive rap sheet, which I have not had a chance to review. Um, so this is probably not their first burglary, I'm assuming. Um, but well, uh, if you have an extensive rap sheet, and yeah, you don't get kicked loose from that. Or you have an existing warrant in the system, uh, you won't get kicked loose. Yeah. But that's not been explained either. Right. Yeah. One of the guys is in his yeah. 40s, so I wouldn't be surprised if he had a long rap sheet. Because if you're still uh, stealing guns in your 40s, then uh, yeah. you've had a lifetime of crime. Yeah, and you might have heard of this, John, on the debate. <laughs> you know, I was on that debate stage at USC when Karen Bass said 10 out of the 10 that she feels safe in the city of Los Angeles, and now it's down to a five. It, <laughs> it's taken a uh, her to be victimized uh, to realize what the hell is going on in our city. Uh, people are afraid to do business here. They're afraid to walk to the park. And uh, things need to change. All right, Joe. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino from the San Pedro area. He was at the debate last night. But before that, he sent a letter to the chief of LAPD, along with the L.A. City attorney, with some questions about the burglary at Karen Bass's home where two guns were taken. I like this at the end of the Fox Channel 11 story. Mark Gonzalez, who chairs the L.A. County Democratic Party, said that he's requesting that he wants the councilman and the Caruso campaign investigated for that letter. <laughs> I think just gets investigated? Big That's correct. <laughs> he wants it to sent to the uh, ethics commission. <laughs> it is shocking and an illegal abuse of power for a mayoral candidate and a city council member to conspire to use city resources to prompt a baseless LAPD investigation of a rival candidate. <laughs> wow. There's something here, then. There's got to be. That's a crazy response. Maybe something will leak out. That's our best chance, yeah. probably, no, some that, source inside the police department. That is such a touchy, over-the-top response. Right. That, Where's Eric Leonard? He usually has good tips on these things. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm just hoping. I hope it comes out before the election. They're, they're nervous about something. All right, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The Moist Line is coming back tomorrow. It's already Friday. So if you want to leave a message, you still have some time, I think. 
I don't put together the moist line, but I think so. You can use the iHeartRadio app as a microphone icon that you use to leave a message for the show. You can call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86. It's toll-free 1-877-664-7886. We're going to play some clips now from last night's debate, in which John Cobalt was there. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Between uh, Karen Bass, the congresswoman, and Rick Caruso, the real estate developer. <laughs> and I like to see, though, and I, always, I expected this this morning, and sure enough, I found it. The headline that's online with the media for the debates, it's my favorite. Traded barbs. Traded barbs. Traded yeah. barbs. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a Streisand for a Stanwick. No? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, let's that, see. They always fall back on cliches. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff in the debate. Um, but, but I what, thought it was, what, they both were kind of dull myself. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Maybe it was being there in person, which is yeah, why I, I wanted to so. go. I watched on TV, and I actually fast forwarded through a couple of snoozy questions: abortion. Well, yeah, yeah abortion. Which doesn't. party are you registered in? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, homelessness I, is what I wanted to hear about. Crime. Well, eventually, well, eventually they got into the homelessness, and here is where. Oh, and they had this know, L.A. You, Times columnist. Good lord, that woman's there all the time. Erica she was there Farber. For the last yes, debate. I know. Why do they bring her in? Oh, well, you should have seen the, uh, the yeah, public, Erica Smith, the public, whatever her name the is. public radio guy. And then they had he the was, Latino was, representation. And the, yeah, uh, I forgot Univision. I think, but so, they had yeah. they had a they had a public radio guy, and he was really he was really snarky and biased. But I like the fact that they had Latino representation, so there had to be a question about the sidewalk vendors. Great. Okay. That's a pressing okay. issue. Okay. Okay. Yes. But there was something very revealing there because uh, Caruso had said they, they, the Bass and the questioner and then the snarky uh, public radio guy, they all set up their questions and their comments as if there's no way that Caruso would be in favor of this. Like, they were all gearing up to jump on him, that he was going to say, no, we shouldn't have sidewalk vendors. And he said, no, we could have sidewalk vendors in front of the Grove. Yeah, in front of the Grove. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. They were really talking oh, like this. That, yeah. I want to see that. And he says, we've had guys in front of the Grove for 25 years. We have? We've had sidewalk vendors, yeah. And he starts oh, talking about the Grove. I haven't seen sidewalk vendors outside. You talk about like on uh, Fairfax or on um, I guess around the perimeter Street? perimeter around the Grove. I don't know. Mm. I didn't track him down. But he said he goes. I know Go to a, a guy. Rams game. It's hysterical. You come out of SoFi. Holy crap! There's one thousand people selling the bacon wrapped hot dogs. I'm not kidding you. I couldn't believe how many there were. There was fifteen lined up in a row. I don't mind. I don't care. It's tough to get around in the crowd. But wow. They just come flying in there right after the game. I've, I've never had one of those. But the point, the point I, is, I feel kind of queasy thinking about it. They thought he was going to, they kept trying to corner him as some stereotypical conservative fat cat businessman who doesn't oh, yeah, care about right. the little yeah. people. That was the idea. And he's right. looking, he's saying, look, I know one of the guys and he actually has done well enough so that he's sending two of his kids to Northeastern university. He goes, he's done pretty well. He goes, people who do that, Eventually, they'll get uh, a retail shop and go from there. So he goes, on, they're small businessmen. He goes, 90% of Los Angeles made up of small businessmen. So I'm yeah, all for these guys. They don't pay taxes and they compete with the restaurants. You know, there's other issues here. But my point is, is they had this, this, they, they, they were all I know, aligned. they set him up. Right. They were all lined to set him up and jump on him. Right. Well, and he's this, a quick thinker on his feet and he realized the answers to give to get away from that. He, he, but they did this several times to him. And he kept outfoxing him. 
Like, they, that's why they unleashed the abortion thing on it. That was supposed to be oh, a gotcha. all the questioners right. were from the progressive left, Exactly, of course. yeah, right. And so he— This is L.A. The interesting thing about him is that he has a mix of beliefs. He's tough to pigeonhole consistently down the line. He's more interested in doing what works and what's going to be successful than adhering to an ideology that doesn't work, which is what everybody else in politics swears by. I don't care if I'm wrong. This is what we do. This is my belief system. And he's looking at it, and he's explaining, well, why stuff works and why doesn't it work. That's why he kept going back to, if you treat the homeless on the sidewalks, it doesn't work. Because he looked at the programs, and here are some programs that had a high percentage of success, and here's a program that had a high percentage of failure. And if it was based in treating them on the sidewalk, it's likely to fail. That's what I want to hear. Somebody right. who, who looks at the history of these treatment programs, these ideas, and, and, and not have some like utopian uh, fairy tale belief in them. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal. With CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources, it's easy to get the help you and your loved ones need when you need it the most. Call our warm line at 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. CalHOPE can help. Access CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org. Yeah, but my overall reaction to this then, because I didn't really listen to this part of the debate. I think I fast-forwarded when I heard sidewalk vendors. But uh, is what we were talking about yesterday... Uh, remember uh, when we talked about uh, the 2.1 million migrants who have come into the U.S. just in the last fiscal year under Biden's watch? And we talked to Mark Akarian from mm-hmm. the Center for Immigration Studies. They're going to cost us in the long run because for every one guy that eventually opens up a restaurant, thousands, that's the limit. They're going to sell stuff on the sidewalk and they're going to need public benefits for everything else in their lives. That's the problem well, you, with you, unmitigated migration. Well, you, yeah. Well, you do you, what you do is something reasonable. Something Everybody fair. likes to do this rah rah. Hey, bring them into the country. Well, it's, it's what made this right. nation great. These people rise up and they become. They don't all become. But, but the thing is, you, you do something reasonable. You don't have unlimited. They, they had a similar debate on whether to end the eviction ban. You know, and they were trying to yeah, trap him. That, they yeah. expected that he was going to say no. The eviction ban is over at the end of the year. It's not going to be renewed. And he said, "Well, wait." If they can afford to pay, then they have to pay. If they actually can't afford to pay, then we could look at it. He goes, I've worked with a lot of my tenants over the years, a lot of my uh, uh, renters over the years in the buildings we own. And if they have a problem, we work with them until they can catch up. So it's not a blanket policy. But if you certainly can afford it, you're working and you can pay your bill every month, then, yeah, you have to pay. You don't get any more time. Again, it was a reasonable answer, and they had, they had already assumed he was going to be a caricature. And he stymied them at three, four, five areas all along the way. They, all right, they, we're going to play some debate clips. The first one we'll get to when we return is where Karen Bass now believes that she's only a five on the scale of one to ten in feeling safe in L.A., whereas in the debate a few months ago, she was a ten. I know people don't feel safe, but I feel safe. But now that her home was robbed... 
I don't know. Part of me wonders. <laughs> Back to Joe Buscaino, right? That whole thing is just so weird. Anyway, we'll play that clip coming up on the John and Ken Show. KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, last night's uh, mayor's debate. I guess there's one more coming up before the actual uh, election day of November 8th. Between Congresswoman Karen Bass and the real estate developer Rick Caruso, let's move to uh, cut number two because this was about the public safety issue and, of course, a big story that occurred after we had the primary vote in June is that Karen Bass's home was burglarized. A couple of guns were stolen and she appeared to change her stance on just how safe she feels in the city. Let's listen. Now let's talk about the issue of public safety. Our last debate was in March. Congresswoman Bass, I'm sure you remember this question. I asked you on a scale of one to ten. I sure do. With uh, one being not safe, ten being uh, really safe. How safe did you feel? And you said you felt a ten. I said I... And then then your your guns were were stolen from your house, and you said that your safety had been shattered. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that number would be now, now that you've been through that. And, and more importantly, in addition to that, how are you going to make all of us feel more safe? Well, let me answer that first. Uh, my public safety plan calls for getting officers on the street immediately in neighborhoods and areas that want to have an increased police presence. And the best way and the quickest way to do that is to move officers away from administrative duty. Now, we also need to hire officers. We need to bring LAPD up to its authorized uh, budgeted amount, which is about 9,700, which means in any given month, we might need to hire from 200 to 400 officers. At the same time, I believe in stopping crime today, but preventing crime tomorrow and investing heavily in crime prevention strategies, of which I pioneered a number when I started Community Coalition in 1990. They've been replicated and refined. And so that's how I would keep Los Angeles safe. In terms of myself, I was making reference to my neighborhood where I felt safe because of measures I personally took and also measures that were taken by my neighborhood. Obviously, they failed. So my sense of safety was shattered. If I had to grade it, I would grade it at a five. What is measures I took? What does that mean? The guns. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's what people do. They have guns in their home because uh, in case somebody breaks in, they want to show them you better get out. I felt safe because I bought two guns. uh, She should have said that. I think that's part of it. That's the implication (laughs) that I got. But now they came in and stole my guns. Measures I took. Maybe you had a burglar alarm or something or break in or ring doorbell. That doesn't make you safe. It's the uh, it's having all these outside criminals that are causing the problem. The problem is I hate that. I hate I've heard this with other uh, politicians in cities saying, well, you know, you just have to get a better alarm system. Well, you just have to put up a say have to have a security guard in front of your store. Well, you just need to have bars. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you need to put the bad guys in prison. Yeah, it's like don't go outside showing off your jewelry. Yeah, it's like maybe you shouldn't wear that. Caruso brought that up. That was a good point. Right. Yeah, and and th- this is interesting. See, w- I read a lot and listen to a lot. We both do. And what you can pick out after a while is patterns. You hear a politician in Chicago say that. You hear somebody in New York say that. You hear somebody in L.A. say that. And you start realizing, oh, okay, this is part of their belief system, their handbook. Always make the victim of the crime responsible for being a victim. It's your fault. Look what I did. I made decisions. And then they stole her guns. And suddenly her little her little routine was blown up. 
It's like, well, you, you, you did all these safety measures, and he still got broken into because there's too many bad guys running around who ought to be in jail, ought to be in prison. And then she gives the pat answer, right? I believe in crime prevention programs, many of which I pioneered. Oh, get off the stage. Well, and it, the other thing that really disturbed me in that answer, we're going to put more police in areas where the people want them. I, that's not possible. I didn't even understand that answer. You're going to take a poll to determine which neighborhoods want more police officers and which are rejecting them? Um, mm, You're going to go house to house? And then if half the neighborhood wants them but the other half doesn't? Right. You go, I don't understand. Yeah, that's, well, the, that's a ridiculous political answer. Well, all these answers require you know, You see how she tries to walk the middle? It's a per- because she knows people don't feel safe, but she also knows some people still want to defund the police. Right. And I don't want to piss them and off, too. that's the vagueness I was talking about. Where oh, she's good it, at it. It makes her sound like she understands there's a problem, but doesn't commit her to do anything Because concrete. her whole campaign is, I understand both sides. I really there isn't, do. There isn't both sides on this. That's, <laughs> we've been brainwashed into thinking that Well, when you understand both sides, it means you do nothing. You can't do anything because both sides have very that, distinct that's where somebody, positions. And that's where somebody like her, that's where she hides. She hides in the middle of doing nothing, which right, is basically, which is the policy that most of the city has now. The, the, the police department, all the city council people, the mayor, everybody has the policy of do nothing. Just let them run free. And if you have a problem with it, then you've got to buy the alarm. You've got to buy the gun. You've got to make, make, uh, be careful what kind of car right, you're this driving. This goes back to the, the that's just life in the big city thing. Right. That's I still th- remember Seth Rogen, the dopey comedian, said that after yeah. a guy complained that his car got broken into. Hey, dude, that's life in the big city. Yeah. Well, live with it. No, no, you don't have to live with it. You smoke enough pot. That's the kind of wisdom <laughs> you come of, up with. All right. Now, here is uh, her, 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 her attempt. We're going to play clip, uh, cut six. Her attempted sympathy over this burglary because Rick didn't reach out to her. Let's listen. I just want to take a moment and speak directly to the people of Los Angeles. My home was burglarized. I called the police and later they arrested two suspects. And the storage and registration were 100% legal. I think this is an act of desperation, Rick. Calling for me, which a letter went out today... Um, by a member of the city council that I was very shocked by, calling for me to be investigated for the theft that happened at my house. Yeah. And Rick, the reason why I'm disappointed is because you remember when the Grove was burglarized, I called you to find out how you, how you were. And instead, you call on me to prove one thing or another, and then the councilman calls on me to be investigated? Yeah, well, it's not exactly what he did. He just Buscaino's letter was just asking for some answers about the burglary not, itself. Not, not her to be no. investigated. You no. see what she does, though? She pretends that she's outraged. Oh, she's the victim. Right. right. She but, was the victim of the burglary, but, but she's but a victim beyond that. She created she created a, a, a fake accusation. How could you be outraged over something that didn't happen? That was all acting there. It was staged. She's upset about something that Joe didn't do. Joe didn't ask for her. To be investigated. Caruso didn't ask for her to be investigated. They asked for the details of this crime to be released. Because details of the gun. Who was it registered to? When? What kind of gun was it? How was it stored? How did they get in? That's what they asked for. She created a fake accusation and then pretended to be outraged by it. (laughs) 
All right, uh, we got more coming up. KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, there was another debate last night. It is uh, the L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva against the puppet. The puppet man, Robert Luna, the Long Beach police chief. We'll play some of those clips after the news at 4 o'clock. They also traded barbs, John. Fiery is another headline I see. A fiery yeah. debate. Yeah, same cliched. There two dragons up there. <sighs> every time, every time there's a debate. Rather than explain all the detail and nuance, it's just the same cheap, stupid uh, journalism cliches. All right. Well, Deborah Mark and the sheep, go ahead. You're on. So you were in Ireland. Yes. Yes. And you went and visited a sheep farmer. Yes. We, uh, it was part of a tour and we went to this farmer's, uh, kind of his, I guess his farm. And he had a bunch of sheep and he had two sheep dogs. Very, very cute, sweet dogs, by the way. So he was giving us a demonstration of how the dogs heard the sheep. And actually, that part was fascinating. I did feel a little bit bad for the sheep because the dogs are this way, this way, left, right. And, and the farmer, the sheep farmer, is just using a whistle and, and a couple of uh, verbal commands for these dogs that I couldn't understand. It wasn't just sit and stay. It was these other things, too. But... These dogs were amazing. I mean, they totally understood. They got it. So the sheep are being heard and what, whatever. That was, that was very interesting. And so at the end of this presentation, the farmer says, hey, does anybody have any questions? And some people asked him, well, do your two sheep dogs, do they live in the house? And he said, no, because they're very dirty. You know, when it's raining out, they get muddy. But I do have some animals in the house. And, you know, my daughter's a vegetarian. We love animals. We have all these animals. So I waited until after the presentation. And I went up to him and I said, Hey, I'm I'm a vegetarian. I didn't I didn't want to deal with the whole vegan thing. I just said, "Hey, I'm a vegetarian and I have a question. Do you ever get do you, do you ever get attached to your sheep?" I just wanted to know, does he get attached to them? That's it. That's all emotionally I, I, attached. Emotionally oh, okay. attached. That's all I wanted to know. So he says, "Well, I want to tell you that when the sheep are killed, it's done in a very humanitarian way. And I'm looking at him going, okay, I, I don't want to know about that. I just wanted to know if, if you're attached. So he said, let me, let me tell you. He says, you know when you go to a, an airport and your luggage goes around and around on the, that conveyor? The carousel. Right, right. So he said, it's a conveyor. But he said, you know, it's a conveyor, a conveyor now, belt, right? Yeah. I said, yeah. He said, well, all the sheep, imagine all these sheep, they're on a conveyor belt. And they have this, these little, like, helmets on their heads and attached to the helmets are these electrodes. And he says, so they just, they get electrocuted really quick. It's it, it, they're killed within seconds. They don't feel anything. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, I didn't want to hear this. I don't want the visual. And he's just looking at me. He's, it's, it's very humane. So I, he never answered my question about being attached, but he proceeds to tell me how they're euthanized. So they're all on a conveyor belt with these electrode helmets. Yes, yes. And then they all get zapped and they go, boom. Right. That's Ooh, it. It's a right. far side cartoon. And, <laughs> and I just go, okay, thanks. <laughs> and I and I leave and I you just. you want to see? Yeah. No, I don't want to see, but I can't get that visual out of my head. I mean, I didn't say to him, hey, death row how inmates, do you kill? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just what pull I all said. the California death row inmates on a conveyor belt with little helmets on. <laughs> Scott Peterson, David Westerfield, get them on there. Boom. boom. boom just boom, watch boom, them all zap, drop. Zap. Yeah. And then take oh, them off so to just, the... it just fries their brains like it fries quickly, their or? brains very quickly. So he, he so basically th- says they're not feeling any pain because it happens so fast. Now, I, I can't, you know, I can't attest to that, whether they feel the pain or not. But I just, I, <sighs> uh, 
And then he scooped a bowl of haggis right in front of you. God, you and the haggis. Sheep stomach, isn't and, it? Yeah, in other parts, too. It, it's a, yeah, it, it's other organs. Yeah. yeah, it's disgusting. And, and, and people were telling me I should try vegetarian haggis. Why? Why? I don't know. I'm surprised you did this visit because the sheep, yeah, I thought you would find them enslaved. Well, I didn't like it, but it was part of this tour. So it wasn't, I didn't go on a sheep herding tour. It was part of another tour. And <laughs> so our tour guide said, hey. You should have looked away. That is a great cartoon, though. I walked up and I was watching and I was just kind of shaking my head and I, I felt very bad for the sheep. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that I did not buy any cashmere, any wool at all on my trip. Oh, wool's no good? Well, they're not killed for no, wool. No, they're not. You just shave but, it just, it. but especially after that demonstration, I don't know. Mm. It just, it just, mm. it turned me off. I mean, again, I love the do dogs. They, do they have a tour of the conveyor belt? <sighs> you see the cartoon. The one sheep turns to the other. Hey, Frank, where do you think they're taking us? <laughs> oh, I think it's a beautiful grassy field. All right. <laughs> I'm up for that. I just, I can't imagine having, I mean, look, obviously there are a gazillion farmers yeah. that, that, that have animals. Yeah. And, and so they. And I, you're fighting a losing battle here. I know. I, I, I know. And, and, and I understand that. But I have to be honest, it is really frustrating. I, I, I felt very sad. And I loved Ireland, but seeing all the cows mm-hmm. off the, just yeah, driving, they, you see the cows everywhere. a lot everywhere. of that there, cows oh, and, and sheep. I think without farming, there isn't much to Ireland. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the L.A. County Sheriff's debate when we come back. It's Johnny Kent Show on KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.